Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Terence McKenna was an author and lecturer who advocated for the exploration of altered states of mind through the use of naturally occurring psychedelic substances. He grew up in Paonia, Colorado, where he developed a deep appreciation for nature and philosophy. After moving to California in his teens, he spent years studying, traveling, and experimenting. In 1976, Terence and his brother Dennis published the book Psilocybin, Magic Mushroom Grower's Guide. From then until his death, he spoke and wrote about anything from psychedelics to philosophy to language. Today he remains an established thought leader and his work continues to expand people's minds. How though did his unique way of thinking begin? At the age of 19, he had a pivotal moment in his life, which may have been responsible for a great deal of his teachings. I mean, I will never forget my first DMT trip because I was such a case going into it. When I was 19 years old, I was into Jean-Paul Sartre, Alfred Camus, Marxism, Freud. I was a jerk. And I came down from it and I said, I can't believe it. That was all I could say for about 20 minutes. I was in shock. I said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Jesus, I can't believe it. And I said, you know, I've got to go back to square one. All these people I dismissed, all these people who say the universe is made of levels, who say there are disincarnate intelligences, who say that the, you know, death is not simply the yawning grave. I had dismissed all those people as crybabies and sob sisters, and I said, no, you know, the point of view that I previously dismissed is apparently what's actually happening. So in a single experience, I was converted from naive rationalism, realism, reductionism, to my present position, whatever it is. Really, all I've done is worked out the implications of, of the personal implications for me of the DMT flash, and I've also tried to create linguistic models. So the worth of it is that it shows you beyond a shadow of a doubt that the world is made of magic. That's what the world is made of, not natural law, not interlocking cause and effect, 
not any of these things that are normally the world is magic not a little bit 100% every atom from one end of this cosmos to the other is magic 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 certain concerns just die in the first 30 seconds of the DMT flash and can never be brought back to my mind I felt in danger of dying from astonishment when I did it and I do every time I do it I mean I I I don't know how they keep the lid on this stuff I mean I think that this is the secret that wants to be told it's it's what everyone thinks is impossible that's actually what it is Through mind-shifting astonishment, Terence's life was altered forever. Having broken down the barriers of rationalism and realism, his first DMT trip opened his eyes to a completely different way of seeing the world. Although if these new insights suggest the world is made of magic, then what is Terence's definition of magic? The question is from a stage magician, and the question is what is the nature of magic or what is magic or the wonder that it invokes uh, there are two theories about how the world works and each one depends on a fundamental assumption about what the world is there's the scientific theory which says the world is tiny packets of matter squealing along through empty space at close to the speed of light and subject to a certain set of interlocking laws. That's what science tells us the world is. Another theory is the world is language. The world is made of language. We can say that the world is composed of little demons doing calisthenics, each one the size of a pissant's eyebrow. Or we can say the world is made out of wave mechanical packets of matter flying along at the speed of light. But notice that what we get each time is words. Our model of what the world is is made of words. And the world is composed of description. Now, in the era before science, scientists like to say people didn't have a clear understanding of the division between the inside and the outside, between what we imagine and what actually is. But if you live long enough, I think you discover what we imagine and what actually is are very close to the same thing. Now, whenever you say the world is made of language, the positivists object by saying, well, then why isn't it the way we say it is? I didn't say it's the way we say it is. I said it's made of language. And uh, part of the inspiration for my career is the realization that you could get up in front of audiences and say how the world is and to a small degree for a limited time in a limited space it shimmers and recasts itself and becomes the thing that we say that it is the the mind is somehow a co-creator 
in the process of reality through acts of language. And language is very, very mysterious. I mean, it is true magic. People run all over the place looking for paranormal abilities. But notice that when I speak, if your internal dictionary matches my internal dictionary, that my thoughts cross through the air as an acoustical pressure wave and are reconstructed inside your cerebral cortex as your thought. Telepathy exists. It's just that the carrier wave is small mouth noises. You sing it into existence, that what you say it is, is what it is, that it is maintained in existence by an act of rational apprehension. And it's, it's only science which has taken this very weird approach and said, no, no, the world is somehow independent from the act of description. Science carried out its analysis of nature to the point where it shot itself in the foot. Science carried out an analysis of nature that went to such depth that it discovered that nature doesn't exist except as an object of description. If nature is an object of description, then Terence has certainly done a great job explaining what the world is. Looking further into his teachings, there's countless hours of Terence McKenna lectures recorded over the years. It may be overwhelming trying to figure out where to begin, although there is an interlocking theme that seems to connect them all. Well, the theme that unites these lectures is uh, creativity and the techniques by which the artist can uh, refine his or her vision, expand the vision, communicate the vision. And when I think like that, of course, I cast my mind back to nature. Nature is the great visible engine of creativity against which all other creative efforts uh, are measured. And creativity in nature has a curious uh, distribution. It's something which accumulates through time. If we stand back and look at the universe, we see that at its earliest moments, it was very simple. It was a plenum. It was without characters or characteristics. It takes a while for it to undergo a declension into more creative realms. And these creative realms are distinguished as domains of difference. The precondition for creativity is, I think, disequilibrium, what mathematicians now call chaos. And through the life of the universe, as temperatures have fallen, more and more complex compound structures have arisen. And though there's been, um, you know, many a uh, slipping back in this process, over very large spans of time, we can say that creativity is conserved. 
that the universe becomes more creative. And out of that state of creative fecundity, more creativity is manifest. So that from that point of view, the universe is almost what we would have to call an art-making machine, an engine for the production of ever more novel forms of connectedness, ever more exotic juxtapositions of disparate elements. And out of this, I believe, arises implicitly a set of principles that we can then apply to uh, the human artist in the human world. Nature's creativity is obviously the wellspring of human creativity. We emerge out of nature almost, and this idea I think was fairly present close to the surface of the medieval mind, we emerge out of nature almost as its finest work of art. Just as he emerged from nature in 1946, he left in the year 2000. Though he passed away from a highly aggressive form of brain cancer, Terence still opens minds today through the finest work of art he has left behind. His knowledge. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.